What's up, y'all? It's Lee. I'm Jordan. And this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. Join us weekly to learn how to mind your business. Or at the very least, be able to tell people how to mind theirs, honey. Drop the beat. (laughs) Mind it, (laughs) hope. Okay, so welcome to the Mind Your Business Podcast, where we are helping you mind your business, aka get your life together, or at least helping you be able to tell other people how to get their life together, which we don't necessarily want you to do, but I mean, hey, that's your business, because we minding ours. And so, you know, I'm Jordan. And I'm Lee. That's Lee. It's She's me. the star. <laughs> that's my bitch. Okay. <laughs> Um, and we, we blessed and happy to be here, y'all. We grateful, you know? So we've done this 26 times. Oh my God. This is actually the 27th episode. Oh, we're on 27? Yeah. Episode 27. Uh-huh. I would do it in Spanish, but once we start to get up there, I'd be like, Viente siete. You know, my numbers get a little... Viente siete. Yeah. Okay, well, I know it. You know what? That's a lesson in life, y'all. You know... Every now and then you underestimate yourself. You think you don't know where you're going. You're down and out. This is your sign. Believe in yourself. See, they're going to cut the shit okay. off right there. They're going to be like, all right. I was driving okay. through traffic I and that happened. Okay, okay. I play too much. I play too much. I'm doing better. But yeah. So welcome, welcome. We're glad that you're here. We're glad that you're listening. We hope that you get something out of listening to us because you're the reason why we do this. I am just so hungry. What? <laughs> <laughs> I am having a crisis over here. So, okay, friend, would you like out. like some popcorn? No, I want a or steak. Like some, oh. Mm-hmm. Like I just want so much. I can't okay. do much about the I steak. I got it together now. Okay, okay. okay. So yeah, how was your week, Jordan? Why you had to? Why I have to go first? Because I don't remember my week. Okay, so my week has been going good. Um, so I think, generally speaking, since it's Leo season, and I'm saying that because everyone reminds me. If nobody reminded me of what it meant. Uh, Ain't nobody during, remind him that it was Leo. No, <laughs> for real. Like, literally. I'm So, we in Dallas. Jade, shout out to Jade. She was like, you smell that? And I was just like, what is she talking about? Like, you know, I'm driving in the car. She was like, it's Leo season. And I was like, oh. And so, I kid you not, everybody is saying something about Leo season except for me. And since it is Leo season... <laughs> This is Leo season and the streets are calling. I'm here. Um, But I feel naturally just more energetic. I just have more energy to do things. And it could be the full moon because I am really, you know, in tune with the moon. I'm a moon child. Uh, (laughs) I'm so weak over here. Okay. Um, But yeah, uh, I just have a lot of energy, natural energy. So I woke up, I did three TikToks, y'all. I'm TikTok famous, okay? And I danced on them, okay? Because your boy beat chicken. 
Y'all go, if y'all want to see what that look like, go to the YouTube. Watch the YouTube, because exactly. y'all need to see that. Y'all need to see it. Um, and so, it actually did decent. It's like a decent video. Mm-hmm. Like, decent numbers, and I got a decent amount of likes. And so, I did that over the weekend. I uploaded the newest YouTube. I posted and scammed a lot of the Facebook followers that we have. So if you follow us, yeah, you got a lot from us. Because you got our um, our drag video. Go see it. It's funny. We had a good time. It was a lot of twerking. And then you see uh, Lee's birthday video. Whoop, whoop. Happy birthday, Lee. Yay. Um, you see that. And so we had a good time there. So you see us dancing and, and um yeah you see Child, you see it, it was, was so hot it was hot but i just don't know i generally when i do the most i sweat a lot and so i don't even know if the venue was hot both oh, okay you was doing a lot and it was hot <laughs> so yeah you can go see that too and so i was happy that i got a chance to edit those and get those out there um i spent my weekend relaxing it's monday now and so i'm trying to figure out what it means to start this week out with a new fresh start but yeah like i'm just feeling high naturally energetic wanting to get things done feeling more productive whereas other moments in life i'm just kind of okay with just chilling and so I think it has all to do with Leo season. You know, I think when people's birthday month comes around, you kind of see a spike yeah. in their energy level. You do. And I think it's generally because, you know, they are more aligned with the universe, not to get all weird and out there. And Well, no, I think that that's, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That and makes so. sense. That's- Even if you don't have anything planned, mm-hmm. you generally, it's just the one you have, most people have like this internal excitement of, oh, my birthday's coming, my birthday's coming. Yeah. Even if that just means all my friends are going to come around and I haven't seen all my friends in a while. True. Or if that means, hey, I took off of work and I'm going to be off work. Mm-hmm. Whatever excitement looks like for you, I think most people during their birthday month are just generally riding the wave. Yeah. Which is why I think most people say that they celebrate for the whole month. They just kind of ride their wave out. Yeah. So, yeah. And I was doing a, uh, a meditation this morning, and they said that um, we like to do things around monumental times. Right. And so, you know, we would like to reflect around birthdays and New Year's Eve and different holidays like that. And so mm-hmm. I thought that was a really interesting meditation to have right during this time. And so, as y'all know, I'm really trying to take a step back and figure out what life looks for me in the next year even though i don't necessarily live my life in years and i didn't think about that until i had a conversation with a friend and age came up and they were just like i would have never thought you were this age i thought you was this i'm just like nah girl i'm older than that honey and she was just like oh maybe that's why uh you're so wise and i was like yeah i done been around the block i ain't young as you because i'm generally just around people who are younger than like it just generally that's who i attract yeah um that's just the energy maybe that's the energy i exude and that's the energy that i attract and so that's just kind of been the way that it's been and so i'm just kind of like okay okay good shit (laughs) 
Well. What about your week, Miss Lee? Um, so. You glowing. Yeah, <laughs> sir, face for the girls. Is, <laughs> if y'all do not get facials, I suggest that you do. I don't. I, I do it once it. a month Um, to just kind of boost your skin, kind of assess your skincare needs, that kind of thing. So I went and got a facial today. So, yeah, I'm definitely glowing. Um, My week was interesting. Um, It was a lot of, like, up and down and me really learning to control myself in the up and down. I am a cancer, so I am prone to the emotional roller coaster and riding the emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And so, because you seem even a little chill today, you kind of seem yeah. a little just. Mm. And today was just a weird energy day. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like a Monday. It didn't feel like podcast day. I don't know what it felt like. It was hot and I was hungry all day. So, I was just there. Um, I think it's also weird when you're the only one that's off. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Mondays are weird for me because I'm I'm not really to be honest I'm not used to just sitting at home on Mondays. That's a new thing up into the last three months. I used to be coming home from Louisiana mm. a lot of times on Mondays, mm-hmm. so I'm really just kind of like okay, this is what I do, and then I'm doing it in a new space. Yeah. So because you've moved. Yes, we moved. So last week was a lot of like high and lows and high and lows, and even though they weren't necessarily my high and lows, I was focused on not riding the wave mm-hmm. i have that's something that i'm working on with myself because people can just grab me and take me on the roller coaster and then you know now you're feeling crazy mm-hmm. and so my week started out with that and i just was like you know what i'm just gonna work on maintaining myself and i can't really be too engulfed in what everybody else has going on because i have to maintain me mm-hmm. and do what's right for me um Overall, though, I had a good week. I mean, I didn't really do anything. Still getting settled into the new house, the new space, and starting to feel like home. Hmm. And so that's a good feeling. Um, the people really want to know, did Carmine come up the stairs? My baby has not come up the stairs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. When so the ramp come in? Okay, so I was looking for the ramp. And I was going to need two of them. Because the stairs mm-hmm. are zigzagged. Mm-hmm. And then I got to thinking, why don't I just have Vicky make me a ramp? Ah. I mean, isn't that smart? That is smart? I mean, I haven't told her yet. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, Vicky. <laughs> but, uh, yes, I'm going to call her and ask her. Because I was like, for what I was going to pay, I was like, Loki, I just need some wood. He just needs to walk up it. She just needs some wood. Beep. <laughs> Yes, I do. Okay. So, so, yeah. So, no, Carmine has not come up the stairs yet. And he's starting to get this little sad demeanor. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Because, I mean, he just be down so, there. So, do y'all just pick him up? Why don't you just... No. Just one time. Just he doesn't like the, being picked up. At the end of the night, though. My baby doesn't like being picked up. And I don't want him going down those stairs in the middle of the night. Okay. Trying to get back down. Mm. So, no. I let him stay where he's comfortable. So, yeah, I'm going to get him a ramp. But, yeah, other than that... um. You know, I will say this. It was a very odd work week. My personal life was one thing, but it was just a very odd work week. I'm just kind of like, mm, and I kind of feel like the universe is really pushing me to figure it out. There you go. I was waiting for that. Because I think that's an important thing. When you start to feel unsettled in an environment where you have been settled, mm-hmm. it's it's Out happening. Of the blue. Right. It's happening for a reason. And so... 
what internal work do you need to do to move forward from that unsettled feeling? Mm -hmm. Is it creating a change in the work environment or not? Is it staying or leaving? You know, but it's your job to figure that out. And so in my experience where I've kind of sat in some places and things start to feel unsettled and drama starts to happen and pace starts to change mm-hmm. and I'd be like, mm, I'm side-eyeing everybody around here. It may, It's getting time to go. And the thing about leaving an environment that you've invested so much time and energy in is it doesn't happen like that. Right. It takes time. It takes time to transition into a new career that you want to go into because you don't want to be jumping from A, B, C, D, and E without really thinking about where you're going. Yeah. You know, you want to be spiritually led and end up in a place that is open for you. Yeah. And I think that's kind of my whatever is like, I feel like I'm just kind of in like, it just feels like there's so much going around and it's moving in slow-mo and I'm just kind of looking with the stank face like, baby, what's happening? Mm-hmm. And so, like what we've said on a couple of podcasts back, for me, when my work life is odd, my whole life feels odd. And that's probably some internal work that I need to do because work shouldn't do that. But we spend so much time at mm-hmm. work. Um, and especially when you work in a job where you're closed off from the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, you're kind of stuck, you know, you can't even look out the window to allow yourself to dissociate from what's going on because mm-hmm. there's no windows, you know? And so I haven't reached the, like, I'm not miserable or whatever. It's just this odd energy. Mm-hmm. And I do tend, I do know that that tends to happen every so often, no matter what kind of space we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You just kind of get like a weird energy, but it's just been particularly odd and I found myself just kind of saying whatever to people and you know just being like like you know I even told our boss like I'm gonna do something but I don't I don't want to do it and I just thought that that was really disrespectful of me because nobody asked me if I want to do it but I just felt like I didn't even care well and, and so <laughs> and, and and so that's I guess my thing is because I know you do care a lot actually. Um, and so, you know, I, I definitely don't want you to become detached enough to where you don't care. But I will say that one of the things that I even talked about to one of my very close friends um, is that what I've learned from Lee, because I under, you know, God puts people in my life for particular and specific reasons. Um, and one thing that I do learn from you is how to be able to stand in my own truth. And speak that. Now, I ain't got to be disrespectful with it. um, But I do need to speak it. I do need to say this. And I do need to let you know that I'm just as professional as you. I'm just as educated as you. And I know exactly what I can and cannot do. And I need to inform you where you had me messed up. (laughs) in In the professional way. And how we can move forward from this. And prior to being a black man in corporate setting, dealing with HR, I didn't get training on that. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a mentor on that. I just had to kind of feel my way. And what, honestly, what feeling my way through the situation meant was, yes, ma'am. No, Uh ma'am. Uh-huh. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. And so until I met you, it was very, oh, okay. 
And if you had a problem with me of the, the, the work that I did, I was just like, this is a reflection on me, not on you. Mm-hmm. I never questioned my boss. I never questioned my superiors and said, okay, well, what is it about them that may cause them to look at my work in this way? I automatically assumed it was me. And so I have a friend who's going through something similar. And, and I was just saying, well, brought up your name quite a bit. Lee said, you know, because we do need to understand as black professionals that we have a say so. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if you made a decision to do whatever you wanted to do, but you're going to put it in writing yeah. and you're going to justify it. Okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is a moment. But, and, and so, and I, you know, I told her exactly that, which is why I think, first of all, we need to really work on consulting because this information needs to be out there to black professionals. And secondly, it needs to be, given to those individuals who feel powerless in the work environment feel like they don't have a say so feel like they are being ignored stepped on overlooked and other people of different colors races etc are given what they want simply because they've voiced their opinion right and we are not given the same well and i think that you know, it kind of depends on your work experience. And to mm-hmm. be honest, I don't have a lot of work experience. I worked for Victoria's Secret for 10 years. I did a couple of, like, two different jobs when I moved here, and then I got this job. Mm-hmm. But I've always worked for Victoria's Secret. And I think that is what prepped me for what HR is and it isn't. Mm-hmm. Because in that job, you have a lot of direct communication with HR. And depending on your work experience, some people never really know what they can and can't do. They don't know what can and can't be asked. They don't know that you can't ask somebody if they're gay or straight. Even if it's just joking because mm-hmm. we're all sitting at lunch or, you know, and I, I'll i be the first one to be like, you can't ask me that. Yeah. Like, and I, I'm a I'm an HR buff. You can't do that. You can't ask me that. I ain't got the answer to that. You can't do that to me. But a lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think it also says something that I've always been like this and I ain't never got in trouble. Mm-hmm. Because people know, or they don't know, but you're going to know when you talk to me. Yeah. And so, you know, I was telling my brother last week, I was like in tears in the kitchen mm-hmm. because I was just so frustrated because I was telling him that I feel like there are people at work who pick, 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 pick to get that angry black woman out of you. Mm-hmm. And... There's anger in there, but it's not an angry black woman because I'm entitled to my anger. Right. Just like everybody else. I said, but you know, it's almost like microaggressions. Like they just pick, 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 pick because it's, they know that when you blow up that you're, you're there the fact go. that you're black, the angry black there woman, it there it is. There She's it is. She's aggressive. I knew it. She's intimidating. I knew it. There it is, Bob. You know, like, but they know that. They mm-hmm. know that. And they know that they have that leverage over you. And I was like, you know, it's really frustrating because the things that they do are not necessarily racial. And then when you try to explain them, you feel crazy because that's what gaslighting does. Mm-hmm. It's, it's meant to make your, your reality warped and it's hard to put it into words. It's hard to express yourself. You sound all over the place because you're feeling it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're feeling it. If they're not doing hard, concrete things because they know that they would get in trouble if they did the hard, concrete things. So they just say little things, do little things, you know, and then you over there enraged and you don't really have nowhere to put it. Right. You know, so, yeah, I had to come home and put it on the kitchen counter because if not, it's going to go in these hands and it's going to be a problem. Yeah.
But I was like, you know, once you start getting to that point, I kind of start being like, all right, time to move around because workplace violence is not acceptable. Yeah. But like, that's a real thing, though. Mm-hmm. Like, that is how workplace violence is all. But if you say that, now you're the aggressor. Oh, so what, what are you saying? What are you trying to do? But I mean, at the job that we're at, I just feel like it's just a lot of picking. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot. And so. And I, and you know what? It's odd because I run into it a lot. Like in my previous jobs, these jobs that we're working, y'all, they're with underprivileged um, communities. They're with right. communities that um, not the most affluent therapists are flocking to work with. Right. Um, and, you know, it has a lot to do with a lot of different things. It may not even be the population specifically. It may be the pay. It may be the drive. It may be the environment that you have to work in. Background clearance. Um <laughs> It's a lot of things, but I do run into a lot of black women who feel as if I have to stay on my P's and Q's. I have to be polite. I have to be soft. I have to be quaint because at any moment, someone is waiting to say I was intimidated by her. She was aggressive. She was angry. That's the angry black woman. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's so sad to see because these black women are carrying the yeah. service, right. carrying the facilities, doing the work that nobody else is willing to do. And so it's 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 disheartening, and I don't even know how to overcome it because it's a societal thing. Yeah, it's institutionalized, right? And so it's not just like, oh, this is just my job has an issue mm-hmm. with this. This is institutionalized. You're you're, it comes with you when you're born. Whether you're white and you have certain attitudes, or you're black, you have certain attitudes. Whoever you are, you have certain attitudes. And so it's just widespread. It, it literally is, and it's really hard to combat, and it's, it's really exhausting. And I think really the only thing you can do is work within your space. Yeah. And if everybody's working within their space, then maybe we have something, but trying to save the world, it's just exhausting. It's and just so, exhausting. like, is working within your space just kind of speaking up? Has it been like, you know what, this is not okay, I need to say blah, 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 like... And get it in writing because they're going to fire you. Mm-hmm. Depending oh. on where you are. And that's why I think a lot of people just say, you know what, just whatever. But I, I just, I'm not one of those people. You ain't going to ever think you can play with me. And if you do think you can, I'm going to finish show you why you can't. So, I don't know. It's just okay. tiring. Yeah. But yeah, so that was my week. <laughs> <laughs> that was my week. Okay. So, yeah. So, for me, this week, the person who's minding their business is Kanyeezy. Yay. Jesus. What other, does he have any other names that I can't think of? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> he had a listening party or something similar to that. He broke records on Apple Music Streaming. Um, he is reportedly staying in the stadium, finishing up his album, which people think is weird. And so I think what I wanted to highlight about this particular situation in general is that we hear a lot about mental health and the negative effects and how, you know, people struggle with it. But there are people who live a very whole life. And so when I say whole, I'm saying there are the negatives. 
There are the positives, but they push through and accomplish an overall whole life. And I feel like Kanye West is an example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we know his struggles. We've seen him struggle in the, in the, pro, in the light. Um, but that doesn't stop him from striving. That doesn't stop him from being a good father. That doesn't stop him from trying to make sure that he has or gives us the best art that he can. And so right. I don't want to take that lightly. Um, I do think he's a genius. My friend brought it up. And I was like, you know what? I think he is. I yeah. think I think she is correct in saying that. And that although he is diagnosed with a mental health disorder, it does not diminish him as a person. It does not stop or halt his accomplishments. He continues moving forward. He continues pushing. And let me tell you something. As a black man who adores his mother, mm-hmm. I mean, I will do anything for my mother. I, I would like to think that I would give my life for my mother she oh, yeah, is literally my everything to lose her at a fundamental age where i'm still growing and i still have questions and i still want to ask hey mom what do i do about this who do i marry how do i handle this what do i do with my kids and to lose that and continue pushing forward is accomplishment in itself period because i'm sitting here as a grown adult and I still can't tell you I can't fathom how I would even deal with that grief and move past that move forward through that and live with that grief every day because like we said before grief is not just a once a time thing it's not right. after the funeral is over it's an everyday thing right. and so I'm giving him his flowers while he's still here I'm saying keep going you're doing mm-hmm. great I'm behind you. I'm supporting you. I'm clapping for you. And yeah, you don't know me. You don't need me to clap for you. But I want you to know that there are people who see you and admire you for you being who you are. Not just the positive things that you do. Because we get caught up in that and we do that in this world. Mm -hmm. You know, as as long as you're doing good, we love you. And then when you do something or you mess up. We hate you. We cancel it. Yeah, we cancel. Now, that ain't what this is. And so that's who's minding my business or minding their business, which is my business this week. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Okay, so my next person. How you going to have two people? Because you you paused. No, I I thought you were going to ask me. Okay. Okay. No, let me go first. What? So my next person who Yo, I'm finna quit. No, no. My next person no, who's my name. my person. No, we're going with my person next. Okay. Ooh. My Ooh. next person who's minding their business is Miss Lee. Um, and so catch this real quick. I ain't gonna make it long, I ain't gonna make it drawn out, I ain't gonna make it dramatic. But since the moment that I met her, lashes and all, she has been an inspiration to me. I came <laughs> to my job <laughs> at a very low point, And I did not know how much I truly needed her in my life. I did not know how much mobilization she would create in my life. She has transformed and changed my life. By only being her. 
by only doing her. And this is not uh, she's only been positive. She's this is her just being her good and bad. You get what you get. She hollering in the car when somebody about to wreck. That's that's Lee. And she has been completely inspirational. And this has been, I have seen her really go through some difficult time in the very short time that I've known her. And she's handled it like a champ. I mean, in the ring, fighting it out. And has found moments where she's just tired, beat, feeling like she can't go on. And she still gets up the next day, cuts on her music. Fixes her face, puts her eyelashes on in the car, and makes it to work. It makes a difference in these people's lives every day. These women are not talking to just anybody. They barely want to get up and come to the door and talk to you. They get up and talk to Miss Lee. They want to see Miss Lee. They look forward to Miss Lee. Everyone who knows Miss Lee looks forward to talking. And seeing Miss Lee. And it's 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 a double-edged sword, y'all. Because on some instances, yeah, it's great. You can get inspiration, it's fine. On other days, she sometimes just don't have it to give. And some kind of way, she she gives it anyway. And so I'm hoping that she knows. That she's minding her business unlike any other I've ever met before. I hope she knows that I am trying my best to hold you up the best that I can. I can't do everything. I can't be everything. But I, I want you to know that I truly love you. You are amazing to me. I will hold you up in whatever space that you need. I will create whatever space that you need because you deserve that and that is my second person who is minding their business because i was trying not to bust out into tears so it's going to be tears of laughter mm-hmm. oh thank you you're welcome and face <laughs> well I'm going okay. home now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, okay. So who's your person? Who? So I was gonna say Simone Biles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a good person. So, um, I was gonna say Simone Biles because I saw a thing about how they were limiting her in the Olympics. Because she can do things that would be catastrophic if somebody else attempted them. You know, certain moves and all that. And for people who don't know, apparently, I learned this some years ago and just never thought about it again. There are certain things that depending at the level of like gymnastics or cheerleading, because gymnastics is often incorporated when we're talking about competition. Okay. There are moves that are illegal. You can't, oh. you can't do that here. Even if you know how to do it and execute it per- uh, perfectly, you can't do that here. Because other people may try it and then die. And die. That that's a real thing. I remember a gymnast. Uh, well, I don't remember because I wasn't there. But I remember reading about a gymnast that tried to move and broke her neck right there on the vault. Because the I mean, look what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so they were saying that they were not gonna score the same, and that she can't do certain things because other people can't do them. 
And so I saw where she was saying that she felt like she just had like the weight of the world on her on top of the fact that the U.S. gymnastics team had a rough start. And I think it's weird when your team has a rough start, but you don't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that's a real thing. Like, this is my team and y'all, y'all may be messing up, but I'm not. Mm -hmm. And it it can make you feel very unteam. What's the word? Bad sportsmanship like. Um, But then also when you're having to operate as something less than what you are. And I think people don't. Yeah, I'm diminishing myself because you can't do something. And I think that we see that in all aspects of life, whether it be like students outperforming those around them, you outperforming your your colleagues, um, doing better than the rest of your family. Mm-hmm. Like you're the mm-hmm. first one to reach a certain status, you're doing well, and you're outperforming the rest of your family, the rest of your cousins. I mean, you see it in all realms of life, and I think that that is something that's really tough. And to a degree... I don't even know who else on the on on the gymnastic team. I just know her. That is a good point. I don't know nobody else. Because I was trying to think, and I was just like, "Well, I know that they're women. Are they black? <laughs> they're human. Okay, <laughs> I got that far. <laughs> they're human and they're American, mm-hmm. and that's as far as I got. Um, I know that there was a picture of her and like another little girl, like, and I had seen her name a couple of times, like hugging when they got to Tokyo. And Jordan Wood's name keep coming. And that is not who that girl is. Uh So you see what I'm saying? I don't even know who the rest of the people are. And so I think that it's one of those things where you're going into a situation and you know that the whole world is counting on you to pull your team. And I think that 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 could be, that that could be a mess, honestly. Because when I go into something, I don't want to have to know that I'm pulling my whole team. I want to know that me and my team are all Super strong. Carrying our own. We're all carrying our own. Everybody is bad. Mm-hmm. Not just, okay, I have to do it all correct. I can't mess up because I'm the one that's going to get the perfect score. And if I don't get the perfect score, we losing. That's a bad feeling. Mm-hmm. And so I just imagine, and then you're all the way in Tokyo. I don't know what it looks like as far as like her having her family there right. and stuff like that. But um, I'm pretty sure that they have them kind of like locked down, mm-hmm. especially with COVID too. And so I just hope that she's she's finding a way to cope and keep herself mentally healthy because she's also very young. Yeah. And the spotlight has been on you for some years. For now. years now, you know every little thing that you do. If that who foot slip off a little bit, yeah. like anything, who you're dating. Hair so, color, because I remember <clears throat> that was a thing. Mm-hmm. And so just sending lots of love and light to her because she's caring a lot. And it's really just that having to diminish myself for the sake of everybody else. I just, because you want, there's so much more that you know that you can go out there and do and execute. And I know that there was another girl in the 80s who was an ice skater and she could do flips on ice Mm -hmm. in her skates. And they was like, "Uh uh-uh. And I'm like, well, just because they can't do it, what they got to do with her? I can't think of the young lady's name. I want to say she was French. Knowing me, she's probably American, but I just want to say she was French. Mm-hmm. But young black girl. And, uh, you know, you don't really see people doing backflips and back tucks on ice skates. But she was. And she got really bad reaction just because it was something that she could do. And I think that her being black also played a part into it. Because it's that feeling of how dare she be better. Which to me, it don't matter. If Simone Biles is white and she was good, I'd be like, hey, girl, she's black and she's good. Hey, girl. 
but everybody doesn't see it that way and so i think that there's just a lot that goes into that yeah so yeah just sending her lots of love and light because she's still out there doing well mm-hmm. and yeah yeah because the world punishes you for being great for being great in a competition where you're supposed to be great it's this glass ceiling thing going yeah. on and that's it you know that's exactly what it is it's a glass ceiling but it's weird because the glass ceilings are people that are at your same level and below you mm-hmm. um i mean the olympics to me is the world's greatest athletes yeah so why am I not out here giving it everything I can do? If I can fly, baby, watch me. So, yeah. Okay. Woo! That was a segment. It was. Yeah. We didn't even got to the story. No. Well, little Nas out here. <laughs> is it little Nas time already? It is. Okay. So. This week, Lil Nas dropped Industry Baby featuring Jack Harlow. Um, Who I knew nothing about, but he's baby, cute. I love me some he's Jack Harlow. He's a cutie, right? He's adorable. He has a good flow. Like, mm-hmm. when he I dropped was his, him. When he dropped his little album, let me not do that, his little album. When he dropped his album, I was really surprised that I could run through the whole album. And I really liked almost every song. Mm-hmm. Because normally with rap albums, that's not my... That's not normally how it goes. Right. But, yeah, I, I love him some Jack Harlow, honey. Okay. Woo! He's just a cutie. He is. Um, but, yeah, so he dropped uh, Industry Baby featuring Jack Harlow. And, of course, in the, the video, <laughs> because Lil Nas X going to do the most. Mm-hmm. It was like a prison uh, scene. He gets sentenced to prison. Um, we've been there before. We've been there. <laughs> and so there's... Really, just kind of one scene. It was, yeah, it wasn't that too really, bad. It really wasn't. There's a, a shower scene where they're all naked, and you have the the pixel blurs, and they're doing the little dance. And I, like, I, I just automatically assumed that they wasn't naked, and it was pixel blurs, and then like nude colored underwear. That's probably what it was. <laughs> like, but it's probably my overthinking. But I was just like, well, that's just kind of what I figured because right. it would just be weird for everybody to be and, in here dancing naked when you don't have to be flopping. <laughs> And I imagine that it's hard to dance flopping like that. Just like it it's is. hard to work out in your top heavy with no bra. It hurts. Mm-hmm. It's not comfortable and it slows you down. Mm-hmm. So to be fair, they probably had on like new color underwear and they just put the pixel over True. it. True. Boom. But of course, it brought about the conversations of the gay agenda. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just be wanting to know where are they publishing the gay agenda at? Because I don't be getting my copy. It don't be coming in my little mailbox. Maybe because I moved. Maybe it, it went to the old. I just want to know because I just feel like there's bomb brunches involved in it, and I'm not getting no information. So everybody's talking about the gay agenda, and he don't let your kids watch this. <laughs> I just be like, so once again, this is a grown man. I don't assume that grown people make music for children. No, they don't. I assume that JoJo Siwa does. I assume that Kids Bops does. <laughs> I, I love some kid bops. Surprisingly, I do too. <laughs> I'd be like, they'd be all here. Them renditions. Them renditions be, something be about on them point. Renditions, <laughs> except for that Mariah Carey, We Belong Together. Oh, okay, they didn't work to, out. They, okay. You ain't never heard that? Mm-mm. I'm going to play it when it's over. Okay. They didn't have to do that. But these are. this is not a child making music for children. These videos are not for children. But it what really just grinds my gears is that so you're okay with everything else? I mean, 
literally rapping about singing and killing and killing children and I'ma kill your grandma and I'ma sell drugs to the whole world and bitches and hoes and all of that is okay. This man made a video and there's a shower scene with a bunch of men who are naked, which is no different than any other video. Mm-hmm. Dancing. Dancing. And now it's the gay agenda and you think that that's what's poisoning your kids. No, what's poisoning your kids is the fact that they were born to you. Mm. That's what's poisoning. Yikes. That's what's poisoning <laughs> your kids is the fact that you pick and harp on what you think is dangerous when you know that other things are and you still expose your children to them. That's what's harmful to your children. You know, there's this guy by the name of T.I. Tip Harris. He made a few comments, and we'll probably talk about him a little bit later. Uh, but he, he did mention, he was like, you can't have a WAP video without having a Lil Nas X video. And he was like, I don't want my kids to watch either. Mm-hmm. And he children. was like, but you have to respect the individual's right to express themselves freely. Yeah. And I was like, okay, T.I. Tip Harris. You got me on that one. Yeah. That is very true. It is. That is very true. And so I'm hoping we can get to that point. But I think what Lil Nas X hit in his little... his. Not Lil. We're going to stop saying Lil. It's just Because we're not diminishing. We're not trying to diminish. It's, it's just, a colloquialism. Yes. Ooh. Correct. <laughs> Own it today. Ebonics. <laughs> um, what he mentioned in his, his, little, his tweet is that, you know, y'all listen to rap music that justifies multiple women, sex within those multiple women, uh, robbing, killing, etc. And you say nothing about it. But I do it or sing something about it or rap something about it and it's a travesty. It's, it's you know, the end of the world and it's only because I'm gay. Only. Only. Because I guarantee you, if this video would have been him dancing in prison with a bunch of female guards who were naked mm. and they would have had the blurs over the top and, and they the bottom. There was a female guard in there. There was. She was. You know? Yeah. But I guarantee you nobody would really be mad. There no. would be no objectifying women. It would have been, this is, women have the right to whatever. Okay, mm. well. And so then I thought it was odd that they brought Jack Harlow into the conversation. Because Jack Harlow is assumed to be a straight, straight male. Okay. And so he was saying, this is Lil Nas X video. And I was going to follow the formula. He said if he would have wanted me I in like the show. I like that, that he said Yeah, he that. said he came up with the concept completely on his own. He was like, if he wanted me to be in that shower scene, I would have. And I also thought that it was something that in the video, there's a part, you know how you do the like the front, the side, when you take your mugshot? They exchange mugshots. Mm-hmm. They exchange the names, mm-hmm. and he holds it up. And I think that that's what happens when you're comfortable with yourself. Yeah. Speak and that. I also think that there's a reason why Lil Nas X didn't ask him to be in that scene. He knows what you're on. He respects it. Mm-hmm. So in your scene, you're going to have the female guard. Mm-hmm. Because that's you're straight. I'm not going to ask you to do anything that depicts a homosexual behavior or activity because that's not what you are. Right. But and I people think that, do that to me. And so I don't want to do that. I don't want to oppress correct. anybody or put anybody in that position. Correct. I'm going to be what I'm going to be. And you made the choice when you got with Lil Nas X on his song. You kind of know how he be coming. Mm-hmm. 
You know he's controversial, whatever, whatever. You didn't seen the twerking on the devils. You know? So, like, you know what's going on, but I just can really respect the, hey, this is his video, and I'm going to do what's asked, and I can respect the, I know that this person, is, you know, lives their life this way. I'm not going to ask them to bend or, you know, break mm -hmm. their, their norms. Um, that's what happens when you're comfortable. But it just kills me how much of the moral lantern gay people are supposed to carry mm -hmm. so you want us to be gay and you want to utilize gay people for what you can utilize them for but you want them to present as straight but then you get mad when you find out that the person that was presenting as straight is actually gay mm -hmm. that's weird you tell them to be themselves but then when they express themselves oh it's a gay agenda bitch go to hell mm. The hottest part. She be condemning people. I do. She do. Go I to the hottest her, part. I told her to stop that. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't stop it. Go to the hottest part. That's just weird to me. There's so many other things that your children need saving from. Like the man that's in the house with you. You. Your mama. The damn dog. The school that they go to. And you don't see none of that. But you see that little Nas X video. And why is y'all always in gay people business? I think that that's weird. Well... You know, I try not to speak on people's sexuality. I try not to dive into it because it's a very touchy subject and people are very insecure about their sexuality. It is very fragile. And when you when you touch something that's insecure and fragile, people get violent. Yeah, they do. People get aggressive. People start pulling out all the things that they can to try and hurt your feelings or bring up something that can hurt you as much as you hurt them. And so... Um, you know, in your free time, I want people to kind of look up defense mechanisms and look into that and, and, and really figure out why people get so defensive or I would use triggered by LGBTQ individuals because it's something there. There's something in you that automatically triggers a strong emotional response to seeing that. And I'm not saying what we condition society. I'm not, I'm not talking about uh, religious conditioning or cultural conditioning. I'm talking about your emotional reaction to what you see. Well, can you really take out the religious and cultural conditioning, though? Because especially for black people, religion is like a centerpiece of growing up black for most people till you get to a certain age and you either separate the religion we was handed yeah mm -hmm. when we got here notice i didn't say spirituality mm -hmm. religion because Good. religion Good is point. the set of rules Touché. religion is the ceremonial piece of it that's mm -hmm. what religion is religion is not your actual beliefs it's just kind of your behavior mm -hmm. in those beliefs mm -hmm. um because i think when people separate spirituality from religion you tend to mind your business yeah because you realize that walk is kind of dark and lonely and I got mm. to figure this out. Mm. But I think when you're dealing, which is also the case for most brown and black people anyway, mm -hmm. religion has become, because that's how you got here. Religion got you. That's to, what you use to justify mm -hmm. me coming here. Yeah. Uh, religion is like a centerpiece for most brown and black people. And so... They kind of live their whole life based off of that. Through that lens. And that's why when people say, especially, I think when we hear white people say that they're atheists, we'd be like, oh, okay. 
Like, we don't think nothing of mm-hmm. it. It's almost kind of like, yeah, we kind of figured. Like, you know? But, <laughs> I mean, for real. Yeah. Because that's a thing that we associate with white people. Mm-hmm. But then, now there's starting to be a rise in more black and brown atheists. And we be triggered by them. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason for that. So, I don't really know if you can remove yeah. the where the emotional response comes from. Because when you sat in church for 20 years and they've yelled that gay people are going to hell... That's whether you're gay or not, that's still an emotional thing. Right. And it just depends on where you fall on the spectrum, what your emotional response is going to be. Yeah. Is it going to yeah. be anger? Is it going to be sadness? Is it going to be happiness? Is it going to be vigilance? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But. It's weird. Y'all look it up. Figure yeah, it look out. It up. But I watched you know, the video. I encourage day. people, you know, <laughs> to figure out what is it that triggers the strong emotional response. And be careful because what you may find at the end of the road may lead you to a completely different life than you've been living before. Because people are only emotionally triggered by things that they have a personal relationship with. What else going on? Okay. What else going on in the So there was that. And so then linking on to that, and not that this is just an LGBT conversation, but that's just what was in the streets. Um at uh what's the name of the concert? Rolling Out Loud or Rolling Loud, whatever it's called. Sound good, because I was gonna say Freedom Fest. Okay, that is not it. (laughs) And I don't know where I got that from. (laughs) The Freedom Fest was that thing that was in Frisco. Oh, it was the 4th of July. It was the 4th of July. <laughs> so, the um, baby had made a thing at his a statement at his concert where he had made it. You know how they be like, put your lighters up, turn your cell phone lights on. Well, he had said something about women who down there smell like water. And then he said, if you don't have HIV AIDS. And not to quote him directly because I really don't remember, but like HIV AIDS or any of those other deadly STDs that kill you in such mm. amount of time. If you're not sucking dick. In the car. In the car, in the parking lot. Which was, okay, keep going. And I think he, if I'm not mistaken, did he say if you're not a man sucking dick? Maybe. I, I, I think that that's what he said. Because um, I do remember that his friend was in the background. I was like, yeah, a lot of y'all suspect. Yeah, a lot of y'all so you, so you wouldn't say that if you were talking about women, especially mm-hmm. since you rap about getting hit in the car all the time. Um and so it kind of drew the masses. And so the masses, some were like freedom of speech, because like, well, he want y'all being sensitive. And then T. S. Madison came and was like, one, like, what does that even have to do with anything? First mm-hmm. off? It was um, bizarre. It was very bizarre. It was very random to bring up unless that's something that you're experiencing in your personal life. Yeah, that's just kind of a strange thing. Like, the women who smell like water, that's kind of a thing. If that, if you're straight and you have sex and, yeah, with women, okay. Like, okay, and that's something that we've heard a lot. But I do think that it was odd that he threw out the HIV AIDS and that he threw out um, men having sex in a car. And so, you know, he ended up saying that y'all twisted his words, and he kind of dug a deeper hole. 
Um, because when he began talking about HIV AIDS, he began to use all kind of derogatory adjectives to describe people who have HIV AIDS, calling them nasty, um, judging their lifestyle, calling them drug addicts. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is something that I try to, because this is why we're not progressing. First off, anybody can get HIV AIDS. Anybody. Let's start there. If you are having sex with somebody who's had sex with other people, boom, it's a chance. Um, you can go out here and wild out your whole life and never catch any STD. Not even get BV, which ain't an STD, but it comes when women have sex with men. You can have sex with one person and contract an STD, have... Uh, and that's it. And everything is not curable. Um, and so this pushing this propaganda, especially to the black community who already has a disparity with STDs because mm-hmm. we have a disparity with the medical, mm-hmm. with the medical field. Mm-hmm. We have a disparity with access to resources and knowledge. Um, I think pushing this narrative furthers, us from getting to where people need to be in charge of their sexual wellness, know their status, know that it's okay um, if you, whether you're positive or if you're negative. Because ultimately, it really doesn't matter how you get anything, you got it. Mm-hmm. And we're done. But that it does not make you nasty. It does not make you a drug addict. You could have been having sex with your partner and boom. And what are you supposed to do about that? Ain't nobody getting STD checked every 30 minutes to know what's going on. And so I think that that was very irresponsible of him. Um, do you cancel And just weird. Him? I'm not, no, I'm not canceling mm-hmm. him. Because this is something that a lot of people think. Yeah. And I think that it comes from ignorance. I am curious to know how many times he was tested before he became famous. Mm-hmm. Because I guarantee you, y'all's managers be pushing y'all to get tested. Because they need to know what your status is before it come out on the news. Mm-hmm. But before you got uh, before you got famous, how often were you getting tested? I know a lot of men that don't get tested, period. They depend on their woman yeah, to be the STD test. Okay. That's a good point. Because men aren't usually symptomatic with a lot of things. Um, it takes a while, you know. Um, or they're sick with something else and it comes up then. And so I don't cancel him because, I mean... He just saying dumb shit. Yeah. Like a lot of people do, but I think that it's a learning moment to learn that look at what you just said. Look at what you just said. And so now you got people who be like, Well, I don't do none of those things, so I ain't you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody don't have the same common sense and knowledge level. And but I do I think it was a very ugly thing to say? I sure do. I sure do. And I wonder how many people around him have incurable diseases that he doesn't know about right because it's a lot of people it's a lot of people and, you know and then going to the the to having sex in the car thing he tried to bring up a specific gay person that he was vibing with in the crowd that's weird it sounds like i have a black friend girl like my thoughts exactly and i was just like bro it sounds really i have a black friend that man don't know you and everybody doesn't and get don't a- be bringing up his crop top and it said that the man had on a crop top Cause he could be straight with a crop top and a skirt, the way things people wear what they want to wear these days. 
But I just think that that was really odd that you used him as your as your your balance board when it's like, and he may not have even got offended, but you know. But now I'm your token. If I was at a concert and somebody said the N word, I wouldn't I wouldn't get offended either because I don't care. But everybody's not there, and maybe I should care. I don't know. I just know that that's the thing that people use against you, so I took the power out of it. Mm-hmm. But you know, I just—it was just—it was a very weird rant, and I just wonder what that stemmed from. Yeah, because it—it it has to have some backgrounds from somewhere. I guess my concern is not necessarily him. My concern is, you know, kind of like what T.S. Madison said: is is the fans that you know made sacrifices, struggled. Um, to get to your concert mm-hmm. and it may not even have been a sacrifice or a struggle but i'm talking about just spending money i'm talking about catching an uber i'm talking about dealing with the crowds uh dealing with uh dealt the co- the covid thing and and maneuvering around that whatever you know inconveniences it may have took um to to get to your concert and to hear those things because yeah you may not have meant any harm by it but it doesn't stop me from feeling harmed. Yeah. I don't know your intention when you're saying it on on the stage with a thousand people, et cetera, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. And so what I do want to pose to my LGBTQ community is I don't want y'all to get on a council bandwagon, but I do want you to critically think about who we are are supporting mm-hmm. because I don't say harmful things against people I support period <laughs> that's it and so people aren't just saying things randomly these are people's core beliefs these are people's values and unless they go through some some educational curriculum or some life-changing thing or they meet with someone or they sit down with someone who looks just like them and teaches them different, this is, this is how they maneuver in their everyday life. Mm-hmm. Is this who we want to put on a platform and support with our dollars? Right. Period. If it is... Okay, because guess what? One of the freedoms that we have as a community is that we get to choose and support whomever we want to as individuals. Yeah. And so, if you want to go to the concert, I ain't going to bash you for be like, friend, have a good time. Mm-hmm. But I do think that we have struggled very hard. We have worked very hard to get to a place to where we have a say-so about whom we see, what we see, and the propaganda they put out in our community. And I would hope that we are no longer begging for validation from someone who does not support us. And maybe begging is not the word. Maybe supporting someone who does not support us. And putting our money and our resources and our fabulous, fabulousness towards someone who does love us, support us, uplift us. Because 
whether we are aware or not, it really does affect the way that we live our lives. Yeah. And you know, this is coming from somebody I adore the baby. Like I like him too. I love him. Like it's just something about him. I just I love the man. Like I saw him two times in two months at two different cities and two mm-hmm. different concerts. Like, you know, I look forward to seeing him, but I can admit when somebody is not on the right path mm-hmm. or not say or not doing correctly, that's part of life. We all fall short. Now some of us don't fall short at rolling loud. In front of you know a bajillion people, but which hey. I've never heard of. Yeah, I've heard of it. Well, okay, it seems hot. We're going next year. I don't know. It'd be Coy Ray was there. We talked about her before. Wasn't nobody. Cheap. I know her, but <laughs> um, I just you know. For me, I just wonder what made him say that. Like, why was that the direction you went towards? Well, I did. I just, I did see a video on the social media where there were people in the car having, you know, relations, and the the thing was, COVID nineteen got y'all out here. You know, doing random things, and it was going down in the car, but they were straight. It was straight activity. So I'm not sure. Maybe it was just a random video. I mean, <laughs> you got a you got a million people there. Yeah, somebody going to be having sex in the car. Like, next. I just wonder, like, what for you to... Because even when What he, triggered the when strong emotional the, response? Well, when he made the comment about the HIV AIDS, it still felt very LGBT targeted. Mm-hmm. Now, when he explained it again, he put it as crackheads and drug addicts and nasty people. Which also hurts my feelings. Yeah, which is also very shitty. But I just feel like, you know, people were saying, like, y'all are taking this too far. And I'm like, are we? Because if we took those words out and we would have made a white person say them and they would have had a racial connotation, then what? But I think that people have, I think now it has become something that you don't say racial things, but you could say hateful things against LGBT because that is the common thing that. It's hated. Mm-hmm. White, black, whatever. Mm-hmm. In between, Asian. Everybody kind of has an odd perception towards gay people. So, like, we can push that. I think that's also why the church pushes it. Because if you get to talking about other things, they apply to the people that's paying the tithes. Yeah. You usually don't have a big percentage of gay people sitting in your church. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't Speak. piss off the choir director, you're good. <laughs> that's all that matters. And y'all compensating them, so they just and you compensating it. them, so they just sit there. Mm-hmm. But um, usually a choir director is single too. They're paid to live a single kind of hidden life. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's all very strange, very peculiar, and I'm sure that we'll hear about it for the next couple of days, assuming that it just happened today. Yeah, we'll hear about it for the next couple of days, and you know, I ain't gonna tell nobody to go to hell, but yes, she. <sighs> <laughs> Say it in my head. So yeah. And that's uh, my person who needs to mind their business. Who? The baby. Oh. Yeah. That's my and in and, and all love and all light, because it's it's not a like like you said before, a lot of our community, as I'm speaking of the black community, mm-hmm. the black male community, even the black female community actually, mm-hmm. uh feel this way. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just a thing of educating people on 
the demographics of what individuals with HIV and AIDS look like and how they uh, contracted the virus. The stories behind the, the people. Well, you know, and a lot of people view it as a gay disease. Mm-hmm. Still do. And I'm like, it's not a gay disease. It's just that gay people don't get each other pregnant. So protection is not as amplified, mm-hmm. especially at the start of the HIV AIDS crisis. Mm-hmm. You're not getting each other pregnant. Up until then, everything was curable. I mean, herpes isn't, but it doesn't kill you. Right. You know? And so that's why it's, and to be fair, between women, it's really hard to spread mm-hmm. HIV AIDS. There has to be a lot in play, mm-hmm. you know, to, to get that get that going. Um, but mm-hmm. with men who are having sex with other men, there's no pregnancy thing. And so the protection factor isn't there. And that's mm-hmm. why it's so easily spread. Not because gay people are more prone to it. Not because gay men are nasty. Not because more gay men are promiscuous. Act, it's yeah. just there's just a different protection barrier. Because mm-hmm. pregnancy is not a thing. That's literally it. Literally all. Mm-hmm. But when you tell people that, they just they act like they don't, that doesn't make sense. And they just, they, because they want to demonize you. They want you to be the cause of something. Right. And so, and so, hope y'all get it together. My thing about the baby is, yeah, it, it, with all light and love, I think it is your responsibility to use your platform for whatever you mm-hmm. want. You don't have to educate yourself. No. You don't have to speak uh, positively about HIV AIDS, LGBTQ individuals. Like, um, But I, I just think it's a foolish hope of mine. That um that you will, and that you'll tend to your business and 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 do the work, cause that's what it is. Do the work to kind of look at some of your personal biases, figure out you know where some of those um, things that may not be so true lying, kind of work on those, correct those, and yep. then uplift and support those who support you. Because I do know for sure that LGBTQ individuals are supporting you. Mm-hmm. And um, there may be younger individuals who are looking up to you and want to do something similar to what you're doing and really hold what you say um, and adore what you say. And you saying something like that can lead me to feel as if I am not worthy of living. Right. I I should not feel good about I should be ashamed of myself and that's the spiral that we don't want to happen because whether we know it or not we are no man is an island we are all connected Mm -hmm. we all feel and the validation from others is important and when you're a celebrity your validation whether it's right or wrong has a little bit more weight well said. That's who's minding their business. Needs to mind their business for me too. Okay. There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, did we miss anything? Did anything else really? No. Pop off. Okay. No. Well. As always, we thank you for your support. And y'all, 
really like bear with us on this. This is something that's really difficult to try to figure out. Um, trying to juggle full-time work and life and then having to juggle a podcast and creative outlets when you don't have your phone at work to catch the funny moments that you could use for marketing and to, you know, all it's, it's a lot. It's a whole thing. It's a thing. Um, working 10 to 12 hour days and then trying to come home. We live 30, 40 miles apart from each other. Like it, it's a, it's a thing y'all. And you know, just trying to find the time, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, <laughs> In the middle of a panoramic. Yeah, I wear your mask. Please. Please. The Delta variant. Practice safely. Because um, you don't want to be a statistic. And by statistic, I mean somebody who's on a ventilator or dead. Um, so, do that there. But, yeah. Just trying to um, figure out the grounds. While also navigating a really turbulent time of life. It, it's, it's, it's tough. And so, you know, trying to find our niche and like what kind of content we're, you know, okay with doing and, you know, trying to navigate several different platforms and when's the best time to post oh, and then we post the and we don't get an engagement and, you know, it's difficult. So just thank you for being there. Thank you for listening. Thank you for giving us a chance. <laughs> <laughs> You watch the YouTube so you can see what was happening uh-huh, there. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, so that's I just wanted to throw that out that every bit of support is really, 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 really appreciated. I, I promise you it is. And yeah. All right. We love y'all. Love you. Have a good week. Peace. For me to add that music. Yeah. <laughs>